Hello and welcome to Retrospection, a podcast in which we drag an old film or TV show out from the murky bayou, scrape off its weeds and see if it's worth replanting. My name's Colin and is there a Mrs. Swamp thing? (laughs) And I'm Paul and I told you we took a wrong turn at that last bog. I'm always taking a wrong turn at the bog. You're lucky if you can find a bog. (laughs) Shop doorways usually work for me. That's true, that's true, and kicking out time. Yes, absolutely. In this episode, we're taking a look at Return of the Swamp Thing from 1989. It's a classic. It is. The Swamp Thing returns to battle the evil Dr. Arcane, who has a new science lab full of creatures transformed by genetic mutation, and chooses Abby Arcane, his stepdaughter, as his new object of affection, according to IMDb. I wonder why he chooses her. I can't think. Maybe, I don't know. It must be that incredible hat she's wearing later in the movie, I think. I think it is, or those knee-length socks. <laughs> I wondered, I thought, where's, how long is it going to be before he mentions those? <laughs> uh, what was it, a minute? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we might go a bit further in, but there we go. I beg your pardon? <laughs> is it one of those, is it? All right. We're going down that road. All right. <laughs> it's the only road you travel. Somebody's been watching those repeats of Up Pompeii over Christmas, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> so, this film stars Lewis Jordan as Dr. Anton Arcane, Heather Locklear as Abby Arcane, Sarah Douglas as Dr. Lana Zarell, Dick Durock as Swamp Thing, Ace Mask as Dr. Rochelle. That's a good name. Yeah. And Monique Gabrielle as Miss Poinsettia. <laughs> it's directed. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Did, did you read the story about yes. Louis Jordan? All right. <laughs> Do you want to tell it? All right, I'll tell it when we go through stuff okay. about it. So it's directed by Jim Wynorski from a script by Neil Cuthbert and Grant Morris. Mm. Should be good then. It's got Should some pedigree be. behind it. Yeah, like dog food. <laughs> now, did you look at Jim Wynorski's uh, catalogue of movies that he's made? I didn't. Well, what is it? Oh, he's done some. Uh, he's done some work. He's done over a hundred movies. And if you go right back to his career, then he's, he's done your classic sort of like, you know, cheap and cheerful horror movies like Chopping Mall, Ghoulies 4. Wait, Chopping Mall? Chopping Mall, That's yeah. a great title. I yeah. like that. Ghoulies 4. Oh. But then he, his later work gets a little bit odd, and I'll give you some titles, okay? Oh. We've got The Burr Witch Project. Ah, I can guess where we're going with these. Yep. The Burr Witch Project 2, Scurred Topless. Oh. Busty Cops 1 and Busty Cops 2. Double bill there. Oh, that has to be a double bill. The, the Witches of Brestwick. <laughs> I thought these would amuse you. The Breastford Wives. Excellent fun. The House on Hooter Hill. <laughs> Cleavage Field. Cleavage Field? What is... What, Cloverfield. What is, oh, Cloverfield, Cloverfield. Isn't it? Okay, yeah. The Hills Have Thighs. Nice. Scared Topless. Wait, wasn't there one with a subtitle, Scared Topless? Yes, there was. Oh, this is okay. a different film called Scared oh, Topless. Okay. And my personal favourite, Busty Coeds versus Cheerleaders. That's an interesting competition. It, it is. I mean, he's also done some of those, um, you know, those cryptoid movies, you know, Shark Sharktopus versus Pterodactyl Face or whatever they're called. Right, all those right. movies. He's done a lot of those as well for the Sci-Fi Channel. 
Okay. But um, the, these softcore porn films seem to be his bread and butter these days, to be honest. Bread and butter probably features in some of them. <laughs> well, probably in the Breastford Wives, I would have thought. Yes, yes. You know, yeah. Well, but, uh, maybe we should do a, a podcast on those one day. <laughs> <laughs> a little side project where we watch them all. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone's seen any of those movies, please let us know. Yeah, why not? Uh, yeah, should, why not? Unless they're too ashamed. Uh, our listeners are not ashamed about anything. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought so. No. So, according to the DVD commentary of this film, director Jim Wynarski wanted Lewis Jordan to refer to the character of Miss Poinsettia as Points. Mr. Jordan refused because he knew that the character's nickname was a sexual innuendo referring to her breasts. Wynarski then asked Jordan, weren't you just in a movie called Octopussy? And Jordan refused to speak to Wynarski for much of the shoot afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> he did have a point. So did she. <laughs> Two. Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, he, no, no. What you meant is he had a poinsettia. But I mean, he, he's slightly uh, pretentious, isn't it, for him to? Uh... Oh, just a touch. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dick Duroc's voice was overdubbed by an unknown actor, which neither Duroc nor the director find out about until the film premiered. I bet that was a surprise. <laughs> yeah, I think it was really a surprise to the director. He just knew and was just like, oh, 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 Dick, which is a phrase I don't say that often. <laughs> oh, oh, Dick, I didn't know your, your voice was, was doped. Cool, cool, what a surprise like that. Well, I mean, Dick Duro was a big guy at the time, wasn't he? Is he not anymore? Is he I shrunk? Get, I think he's dead. Oh, actually. then he has. I thought <laughs> we'd have thought so, Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> so this film was shot in 27 days, wasn't it? Yes, he was actually given 30 days to shoot and finished three days early. That's not bad. That's efficient, isn't it, really? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I, I couldn't do anything in 27 days. No, I, I can't think much I could do in 27 days either. Not really, no. 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 We, we're lucky we can get a podcast out in 27 days. <laughs> that's true, that's true. You are a slacker. <laughs> oh yes, blame it on me. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Heather Locklear won the Razzie Award for Worst Actress for a performance in the film. Now, did she go and collect it? I don't know. It's a good question. Now, the only person that I know ever went to collect one was um, Halle Berry, wasn't it? Yeah, I think a few Catwoman. people have though. But yeah, you would do, wouldn't you? You'd go and collect it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's probably the only thing I'd ever win. It's the only thing that she's ever going to win. Had a lot oh, clear, really. I'm sure she's won some soap opera awards. I wondered where you were going with that then. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot tamer than I thought it was going to be. So. That's good. That's good. Uh, Peter David wrote a novelization of the film. Disappointed with the script, David rewrote large chunks of the story. And to his surprise, the producers enjoyed the changes and allowed the book to see print as is. I wonder why he was disappointed with it. Oh, I, I I don't know. I can't think. Neither can I. Maybe he couldn't pry the two the two ply toilet paper that the script was written on the pad <laughs> to do the book. Two ply. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was big handwriting. It, it, it was a very. I think it was a low budget. I don't think they could they could spring for two ply. That's right. Budget was four million dollars, and it made two hundred seventy five thousand dollars at the box office. Wow, that's a good one for us. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't think this came on the cinema over here, did it? In the UK. Yeah, maybe not. I know that I, I didn't see it the first time on the cinema, certainly not. 
I, I think I just saw it on uh, DVD. No, it wouldn't have been DVD. It would have been video at the time. Video. Would have been, yeah. yes, video, yeah. Pat- fact, I th- I, I think Allegedly, was... I wouldn't know. <laughs> Actually, I think it was you that introduced it to me. Well, I, I'm always introducing class to you, yes. Oh, is that? All <laughs> right, quality okay. material. <laughs> now, I had seen the original, the first one. Because we should say this is the sequel, a loose sequel to... A very um, loose sequel. It's totally different in tone and look, right? Well, we had, I had a bit of a, uh, an interaction on Facebook about this earlier tonight, did. actually. Yeah. A good friend of the podcast, Paul Monk, who's one half of Very British Horror, saw the post that I that I put up the, to say that we were going to be recording this tonight. Mm-hmm. And all I, I didn't actually mention the name of the movie. I just put, put a picture of Dick Durock in full Swamp Thing gear. Ah, okay. So I got a reply underneath it saying, oh, I've had that on DVD for over a year. Maybe now's a good time to take a look at it. To which I replied... Yeah, you know, at a good 87 minutes, it's, it's a quick watch. You know, you can get in and get out fast. To which he then replied, it's a Wes Craven movie, isn't it? I should really watch it, implying, I suppose, because he's a horror fan. Right. <laughs> and I had to reply, uh, it's not the movie that we're doing, I'm afraid. <laughs> so if you're listening, Paul, apologies. <laughs> but, you know, give it a watch because, you know, it could be slightly better than the West Craven movie. We, used to, we don't know. No. So, shall we see the trailer? Yes, please. I'm looking forward to this. All right, here we go. The big green guy is back. They call me Swamp Thing. You're a plant, aren't you? He's come back to settle the score. Find him. And bring him in. He's got a grudge, cause they turned him to slug. I believe this is yours. What? The return of Swamp Thing. <laughs> Starring Louis Jordan. What did you do? Sell your soul to the devil? <laughs> Let's just say he has a lease uh, with an option to buy. Heather Locklear. She can get in my veins anytime she wants to. Why can't men be more like this? I mean, you can stroke a plant and it doesn't get the wrong idea. And Swamp Thing. But I can't give you the kind of love you want. Why not? I'm a plant. That's okay. I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> the return of Swamp Thing. He's turning over a new leaf for love. Now I'm going to change my uh, usual response. I'm going to say that trailer was fantastic. Really? Did you, have you actually seen it? Oh, I have, yeah. Yeah, he's got a grudge because... Oh, don't ask me to quote it. <sighs> I don't remember things. I just he's remember like, enjoying it. He's got a grudge because they turned him into sludge. <laughs> it's a great line. It is. Yeah, yeah. Obviously not great enough for me to remember it. But no, clearly. I'm sure I laughed at the time. I'm sure you did, heartily. With your mouth full of chips, spewed them across the floor. No, it was Christmas. I had some sprouts in my mouth. So. You had sprouts in your mouth? Sprouts in my mouth, yeah. Yeah, you like that, don't you? I do like them. The smellier, the better. Just <clears> pushing <throat> your sprouts in your mouth. Yep, smelly, green. Turn up the ass, sprouts in the mouth. That was your catchphrase for a while, wasn't it? 
Back at school. Yeah. Turn up the ass, sprouts in the mouth. Diddle, diddle, diddle. You go off stage. Buntish. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> All right. On with the film. Yes, please. All right. We open in a murky swamp with on screen text saying, Once upon a time in a swamp. It's nice uh, comic book style text as well. I like this. Yes, it is. Yes, luminous green. Mm hmm. We see a group of men, the federal agents, searching for an illegal still. Although they appear to be a bunch of idiots because they're making more noise than a collection of cheerleaders. I didn't realise that they were federal agents. Well, they're like, they're, they're uh, ATF, alcohol, tobacco, firearms, because that's what they're doing. Oh, right. I, I heard them mention that they come from the office, so I just presumed that they were on a... <laughs> of a... It was like a, 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 one of those like uh, team-building exercises. Yeah, a bonding exercise, yeah. I can't <laughs> that's wait. what it was. I can't wait to get back to the paper mill and tell Bob what he missed when he called in <laughs> sick. <laughs> I just presumed that's what it was. So so you reckon as a part of team-building for these offices in this area, they go hunting for illegal stills? Well, possibly. Who oh. knows? I mean, they clearly, they clearly would have been Trump voters today, wouldn't they? So, <laughs> in, in fairness, that would mm-hmm. be team building. If you, if you like, your manager said, "Oh, today we're going to go out in the swamp and look for uh, criminals making illegal alcohol." It would be team building. I'd, I'd. Uh... You'd definitely rely on your colleague. <laughs> Depends on the colleague. I suppose it does. Yeah. Yeah, mm. but no, no. no. Just a, a, a little thing. I didn't realise they were FBI agents. Okay. So there's one called Harry, who he's just constantly complaining about the swamp. And I get the feeling they were going for a Rick Moranis type or a Tom Bray from the TV series Riptide. Yeah, he's kind of um, small and... and um, Weedy uh, glasses. Yeah, yeah. And he just doesn't stop talking. And you just imagine him going, oh, we need, let's get Rick Moranis. How much? <laughs> oh, um, what about the guy from Riptide? It's not even been on for 10 years. <laughs> no? Okay. And then they got this one. He does a good job. He does, for what mm-hmm. it's worth. And he's the one who said they should get out of the office and into the field. Yeah, well, you say he did a good job for what it's worth. I mean, it's not worth a lot, but it's something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they make fun of the guy in charge because he's using terms like, take point, because they think he got it from a John Wayne film. Yeah. <laughs> Harry hears a noise in the swamp but sees nothing. But we see some kind of creature rise above the water. Well, before that happens, we see bubbles in the water, don't we? Oh. Michael Jackson's chimpanzees in this film? <laughs> well, it could well be. Yeah, I mean, from the look of it, when it comes out of that water, who knows? But... Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So... Obviously, I missed the most important thing of the film, but those bubbles that rise from the water <laughs> really bubbles. worth really worth going over. Well, you, you realise the only reason I mention it is so I could do some gag about you know I get the same effect when I'm in the bath, but oh, well, you just didn't get a chance to do it. I didn't get the chance because you shit all over it. So there we go. Just carry on there. <laughs> see, see what happens when you write stuff down. <laughs> Is that where I'm going wrong? Yeah, that's where you're going I'm wrong. I mean, I apparently you only just started it too. <laughs> yeah, I'm crossing it all out now. Don't worry about that. Right. <laughs> Carry on. Okay, so now the team realise they're all lost and they, mm-hmm. they argue about why they're doing this at night because that's also my first thought. I'm like, why are they doing this at night? 
True. But then yeah. they decide to give up and go back to the office. One guy stops to have a pee against a tree and the rest are separated from him. They hear a scream and they come sloshing back. Harry says, one minute his colleague was there, then he just vanished. Where's he gone? And then they find his cap floating. And most of them decide to leave as quickly as possible, except one, because there's always one. <laughs> he always says, they're not leaving without their lost colleague. Would you be that one? Would I be the one to stay and look? And look? It depends on, are we saying if it was you? Say you went missing in, in the bog. No, because I know what the answer would be for that. Well, it depends. Are you, you are you carrying the beers? You did left before I'd even got lost. <laughs> Am I carrying the beers? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, possibly. Well, then I would. I wouldn't leave you. I wouldn't leave you. That's why I'd be carrying the beers. <laughs> so I wouldn't leave you. Yeah. Yes. Good. It's good thinking. Yeah, to be yeah. honest with you, though, I mean, out of the two of us, who'd be the one that that needed to uh, take a whiz up against the tree? That'd be you. Yeah. So no. I'll be the one that gets swallowed up by the swamp monster. Yeah, my dog pees at every tree he sees. It just reminds me of you now. Every tree. <laughs> There's not enough trees in this bayou to... Uh... You don't pee at every tree. Not, not every tree. No. Some you just don't like. Well, you know, yeah, it depends on the tree. But my question to you is then... Oh, if oh, I'm oh, whoa, 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 whoa. What kind of tree? <laughs> the ones that don't have, um, you know, you need good coverage. Oh, okay. You see what I'm saying there? Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. <clears throat> so my question to you would be, if it was me that was up against the tree and got sucked under the water, what would you do? Well, after the third day, I noticed you missing. <laughs> it would be when I didn't turn up to record the podcast, wouldn't it? No, it would be like, there's a lot of beer still in this fridge. That's weird. <laughs> Paul? Paul? <laughs> Hello? Wait. <gasps> Did he come back from the bayou? Oh, wait a minute. I'd get on with a weird squid swamp monster. You Would you? Yeah, we'd be fine. Okay. Best buddies. Best buddies. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, suddenly, a man in a rubber suit, le- I mean, sorry, a monster <coughs> rises from the depths and grabs one of the men. They stir in horror as he's dragged below, and then they all open fire, and the monster dives away. It's Squid Man. Is, he, is that his name? That's what I'm calling him, Squid Man. All right, Squid Man. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's probably like how much the suit costs to make, right? Just one Squid Man. <laughs> he looks great. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. So they agents start to like run through the swamp, and Harry tells them they're going the wrong way, but they don't listen. And then Harry soon finds himself alone. He trips, and his glasses fly off. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the other men reach a clearing and an open-top jeep pulls up and a woman, who we later learn is Poinsettia, stands mm-hmm. up in the jeep. Oh, we're glad to see you guys, says one of the federal agents. But she pulls out a tranquilizer gun and shoots them. She could blow me away any time. Meanwhile, Harry can't find his glasses, but he does find the foot of a monster. <laughs> yes, he does. Which I had to see through. <laughs> Trying to put the feet on his face. Yeah. He's like, oh, doesn't fit. Damned opticians. <laughs> Should have gone to Specsavers. Yeah. These glasses, they're too big. They're almost a foot long. Oh, God. <laughs> you have been watching up Pompeii, haven't you? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I have yeah. <laughs> now, the monster looks good in this scene because he um, uses that 
technique that you admire and you mentioned in one of our previous podcasts, he's wet. Wetness always makes everything look good. Uh, except for those bath scenes you did once, but never mind. We won't <laughs> talk about that. Yeah, let's not talk about that. No. So the monster pushes him against a tree. Now note, the monster, Squid Man, is wearing mm-hmm. a shirt. He is. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think he was Squid Man when he went to buy the shirt? <laughs> Do you think he, think he walked into Burton's? <laughs> He'd have to be quick, because does he need to stay underwater to breathe? I guess he doesn't, because he's fighting above water. Maybe he can retain water, like me. Well, for five seconds? I'm, I'm actually... <laughs> <laughs> he's like, go, oh, excuse me, hold on one second, I've got to go. <laughs> Wait right there. <laughs> When well, you've got to go, you've got to go. Yeah. No, I meant, you know, where you can retain water to, to, to help him, you know, like like Aquaman. Oh, he does okay. That. Does he? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Presumably well, so. Okay. <laughs> wow. All right. So uh, then Swamp Thing appears in shafts of light and rousing trumpets. And we get those rousing trumpets every time he appears, don't we? Yeah, I think there's just a little band off screen. I got like a group of frogs just playing trumpets. Or newts or something. Are they the frogs from the Paul McCartney video? Yeah, that's right. Mm. Boom, boom, boom. <coughs> like that. So he attacks the monster and they fight. <laughs> now, did you notice that as they fight, there's a shot where he, he falls down onto the floor and as he's getting up, he adjusts his mask. Oh, I didn't. That's funny. Yeah, as he's getting up, he just kind of gives it a little tug just to uh, straighten it out. <laughs> well, maybe he knocked his head over. Well, I mean, they can't actually reshoot, can they? Those 27 days are ticking by fast. That is true. That is mm-hmm. true. Yeah, there's not going to be much uh, ad-libbing going on. It's not a bad suit, though, is it? The Swamp Thing suit. No, it's it's okay. You can. I imagine most of the money was spent on that suit because that's yeah. going to be the thing you see the most. And it's a better, it's much better suit than in the original Wes Craven movie. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, much better suit. Mm. But after they fight, uh, Swamp Thing picks up Harry's glasses because he's knocked the uh, Squid Man away into the swamp. Mm-hmm. And Harry says, thank you, where did you come from? And Swamp Thing replies, the bog. I'd give it a few hours if I were you. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't say that. <laughs> he just says the bog. We've all been. We've all come from the bog. Yeah, sometimes some of us never leave. <laughs> Good place to read. It's a joyous place to read. It is. It's it the is. Only quiet. quiet. Yeah. 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 <sighs> Harry says, "Thank you for saving my life." They call me Harry Dugan. The green creature places the glasses on Harry's face and says, well, "They call me Swamp Thing." Yeah. And then we get mm-hmm. music and opening credits. That and we get a song by Credence Clearwater Revival, which is called "Down on the." Uh, by you? By me? No, surely by you. <laughs> it took me a second, then I realised what you were going to do. <laughs> now, th- th- these are great credits, because they're, they're basically just panels from comic books, aren't they? Yeah, and the, and the music's good. Yeah, and I actually recognise some of these panels from Swamp Thing Comics. Oh, you used to read Swamp Thing Comics? I still read Swamp Thing Comics. Oh, okay. Mm. Don't look at me like that. No, it's fine. It's a perfectly uh, acceptable art medium. <laughs> so, after those excellent credits, which are enjoyable... Absolutely. We, we open on bubbling green liquid for some reason. 
Yeah, yeah I'll I'll his where we're going with that. Well, we're in Abby's flower shop, but I don't know why he's got bubbling green liquid in it. Especially if we see bubbling green liquid later, and it turns out to be Swamp Thing, doesn't it? Yeah, so it's all... I don't know. Do you think he's hanging out in her uh, flower shop on the choir, and that's well, why he, he likes her so much? You would. What, hang out in Heather Lockley's flower shop? <laughs> yes. Uh, she's so She's just, like, talking non-stop about her feelings and psychiatrist visits and mm-hmm. how she feels about her uncle and the death of her mother. And uh, she... Uh, it's talking to her plants, really, because her assistant is just ignoring her and watching TV. And eating soup. And eating soup, yeah. Mm-hmm. Out of a tin. Out of a tin. And I'm pretty sure it's that condensed soup that you're supposed to add water to. Oh, okay. Well, maybe she's just... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to come across all soup police, you know what I mean? But So, yeah, so she says, okay, she's made up her mind. She's going to visit her uncle and talk about it and have it out with him. And then we get a screen fade, and the screen fades in this film are very comic book. They're either pages turning or swirls or <clears throat> swipes. They are. I do like them. They're very good. But you, you missed a couple of uh, great moments in this scene where she's talking to the plants. No, I don't think I did. You did. She she's wow. talking about how <laughs> she's talking about how when you stroke a man, uh, um, it's not like stroking a plant because a plant doesn't get the wrong idea. Why are you stroking men and then? They're getting the wrong idea. What do you think they're going to get? And how does she know the plant's not got the wrong idea? Exactly. Its stems all perk up. You don't know, do you? No, it's not going to tell you. But we also get a, a really corny TJ Hooker joke as well, don't we? Yeah, I was, was going to see if you were going to mention that. Well, I have. It wasn't corny at the time, though, when I first watched it. No, it made you laugh, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah. We should say what happens is she, she says that they should leave the t- she, that her assistant should leave the TV on for the plants because they really like that that TJ guy. Yeah, and have a lot clear is of course in TJ Hooker. Was she? <laughs> <laughs> you you only had eyes for TJ. <laughs> Most of the time he fills the screen. You can't not look at him. Can that you? is true. That is true. Depending where it is in the season. Absolutely, He's belly flopping over a car. <laughs> belly flopping over a car. That's what he used to do. He'd belly flop over the hood of a car, wouldn't he? I think he nimbly leaped them. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> so we cut to a building, like a mansion behind a fence and armed guards, and it's like a low-rent Bond villain base. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we meet Dr. Arcane, and he enters while a parrot handily tells us his name. I like it when you use a parrot for exposition. <laughs> Yeah, that was quite good, yeah. yeah. He enters an elevator that goes down to his laboratory, and he meets mm-hmm. Dr. Zarel and Dr. Rochelle. Now, this was a surprise, because even though I own this movie, I, every time I watch it, I completely forget that Sarah Douglas is in it. Mm. And she's looking very, very nice. Okay. I'm just saying, you know. Right. <laughs> I mean, so is Louis Jordan, obviously, for a, for an older guy, you know. Yeah. So Dr. Zarel tells him that there are high hopes for the new patients. Uh, she so shows him some of them. And there are people gene spliced with other creatures, mutations. And Dr. Arcane says he's aware of the mistakes and the ones that have escaped to the swamp. What he's interested in are results. And Dr. Rochelle shows him another patient. And this guy is one of the federal agents that was tranquilized in the swamp. Mm. And he's now disfigured. And Dr. Arcane is annoyed by this, this lack of progress. But I... I don't quite understand what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, I mean, because the other ones are pretty obvious. I mean, he's got 
there's one guy in a cage. He's Elephant Boy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, but why? Well, isn't there some vague rubbish about he's trying to prolong his life or something? Yeah, so what's all the splicing people together? Because <laughs> to... one guy's turned into a cockroach, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't fully understand his plan. And as you said, they move to a half-man, half-cockroach, and Dr. Arcane says, destroy it before it multiplies. And then they put it inside a chamber that powers up with electric rays, and the creature's screaming, and it builds up and gets more powerful, and then he's finally vaporized. Why don't they just shoot him? Well, if you vaporize it, you don't have to do anything with the body, do you? You think that's it? They built this, oh, they built this massive, elaborate machine just for cleanliness, for safe, safe hiring a housekeeper. Well, I came by name, I came by nature, you see. What does that mean? I don't know. It's so good in my <laughs> okay. head. <No. laughs> All right. Now, what, what do you think of Lose Your Down in this? Well, uh, it's, a, it's a question you, you have to ask every actor in this film because I can't work out whether... I can't work out what the notes must have been like. Maybe it's like a 50s B-movie, so act like you're in a 50s B-movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but mo- most of the time he's not acting like anything he- he's acting like a man who's just taking a paycheck yeah that's what he looks like there is that and then Heather Lockley does all the lines like they're a complete surprise to her she does but she's really trying she's, yeah. she's seriously putting the work in you can tell she's worked hard on this right I mean it- it's all relative obviously but yeah. it's yeah. Heather Lockley but you know um and then you get Sarah Douglas again, who oh, she she always she's a consummate professional. Sarah Douglas, you give her a load of old right, bollocks. Get, get and a room. I've met her actually; she's very nice. Um, <laughs> she 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 give her a load of old bollocks, and she'll do it well. But Louis Jordan just looks like he's. Did you just... give her an old? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I I wish the listeners could see your eyes light up there then. <laughs> No, I didn't. I was very respectful. Good. Um, but he does. He just looks like he's just really fed up. Well, probably he was. I mean... Did you notice he's made the odd choice of wearing his watch over the cuff of his shirt? Oh, did he? Yeah, he's Maybe. not got his watch on his wrist. It's, he's wearing it over the cuff of his shirt. Maybe cause, so he could quickly see when uh, finishing time was. <laughs> he's like, how long have I got on this set? Cut down on the amount of time it takes him to roll up his sleeve. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Yeah, I might start doing that at work myself. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Cut down on some time. Um, Louis Jordan, though, he's very good Dracula in the seventies. Is he? Yeah. Hmm. BBC production oh. in the seventies. Yeah. Maybe we'll do it for the podcast, although it is about three and a half hours long. <laughs> oh, maybe not then, because that'd be a six-hour podcast. <laughs> it's very good, though. You should check it out. Okay, I won't. Dr. Arcane warns Rochelle that one more mistake and it's back to Betty Ford. There's no need for the clinic, Rochelle replies. No, stupid, says Dr. Zarel. He'll turn you into Betty Ford. It's not a good gag. Not, not, also, it doesn't really fit with what he does. He doesn't turn people into other people. He no, mutates he... people with animals. And, he, and he's doing it by, by mixing DNA. So is he implying that he's got Betty Ford's DNA on you know, on ice somewhere. Oh, Betty Ford, I bet he has. Oh, God. Oh, no, we're not going down <laughs> that route again. <laughs> I thought that was over. So now the local sheriff is at uh, Kane's place because of the missing federal agents. 
And he tells a story about Harry Dugan managing to get out of the swamp with a wild tale about being saved by a giant green creature from Mars. Mm. He's a great sheriff, though. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's he's like a smoking the bandit type sheriff. He is. I, I like these kind of sheriffs. Oh, you do? I do. Your kind of boys. <laughs> My kind of boys, yeah. All right. Dr. Zarel hands the sheriff a drink and the sheriff looks her up and down and says, you've got a regular playboy mansion here. Arcane points out that Dr. Zarel is an expert in the manipulation of genes, and the sheriff says, well, she can get in my genes anytime. Yeah, that's a better line <laughs> than the Betty Ford line. Yeah. That, that did make me smile, but that says a lot more about me, I think, than it does about, <laughs> about anything else. It certainly does. <laughs> well, you went all, um, you went all uh, Oliver Hardy on me then, didn't you? <laughs> I did, yes. <laughs> that's what I was going for. <laughs> Well, that's another fine mess. <laughs> Talking of mess, um, these really guards. With this. Yeah, these guards that he has littered around his uh, compound. Mm-hmm. They're um, <clears throat> they're not very um. How can I put this? Oh. <clears throat> they don't seem very um tough, do they? Do you think you could take them? I beg your pardon. You know what I'm saying. Could I take them? Mm-hmm. Uh, one or two, I reckon I could take. Oh, okay. In, in, in a push. In a push. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, a Steven Seagal fight. <laughs> That's a slap. Oh, okay. <laughs> or is it a tickle? I think it's more of a tickle. I mean, okay. they, they've got they've got these bright orange jumpsuits that don't have any uh, sleeves. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm. Well, in the bayou, it's hot, isn't it, I suppose? That's true, and they're not very like good at their job. They're they're pretty harmless. <laughs> Just move on. Just move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we cut to Abby getting a taxi ride with the world's chattiest driver. Oh, he, he needs to he needs to lay off the crack. This driver, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Back at the mansion, our king comes up with a story that convinces the sheriff not to bother searching the swamp. Mm-hmm. Although, personally, if Arcane had just said, you don't want to search a swamp, it's dirty and it requires energy, I'm sure the sheriff would have gone, yeah, you're right. <laughs> He's not moving for anybody, is he? No. So Arcane speaks to one of his men and orders them to search the swamp for the creature because they thought he was dead. Yeah, so it is a sequel to the original movie, then. Yes, it is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they, they acknowledge the events of the movie, it's just not any way like it. Not, not at all, no. <laughs> So back in the taxi, we get some exposition. The driver mm-hmm. asks Abby what she's doing going out to see creepy Arcane. Now, it's interesting the taxi driver knows Arcane is creepy, so that's interesting. She tells him that Dr. Arcane is her stepfather. The driver asks her, what did he do out there anyway? Oh, a little of this, a little of that, she replies. The driver says, does the name Frankenstein mean anything to you? So is this just the world's worst kept secret? It seems like everyone knows about it. He, he's, he's got a rep. In town, hasn't he? This guy. Apparently, yeah. I, 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 coming from someone who's got a rep in town. Oh, do you? For for the same thing. <laughs> yeah, for gene splicing. For gene splicing, <laughs> but only when you bend over. <laughs> no, 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 no. Other reasons. No, I, I'm joking. I don't have a rep in town. Oh, I, I don't think anyone did think you had a reputation in your hometown for genetic modifications. <laughs> I've had the odd rip in town. Where, where my jeans were split up the back. <laughs> yeah, that, that was my joke. Jean splice. Oh. oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, sorry. 
this up? <laughs> Don't hit it, it'll probably start working. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Carry on. So Abby arrives at Arcane's place, and Dr. Arcane realizes she looks just like her mother, and that she'd have the same genetic code, and they'd be in business. What? Why? How? What? 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 What's going on now? Why Why does he want her genetic code? I suppose because she's young. But why... And he's, he, he does say she looks great. He's not wrong, I mean... Uh, no, he's not, but... So that's why. All right. That's what I presumed, and I, and I was happy with that presumption. Good. I will uh, accept your presumption. Thank you. So Arcane wants a blood sample from her. How do I do that? Says Dr. Rochelle. You'll find a way, replies Arcane. So Arcane goes out and greets Abby and he introduces Abby to Rochelle and Dr. Zarel. And Rochelle suddenly says, oh, we're trying to reverse the aging process, which all the others are not happy that he's revealed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Sarah Douglas doesn't seem to instantly get along with uh, Heather Locklear, does she? No, as Zarel is taking Abby to a room... Zarel is defending Arcane, and Abby mm-hmm. makes remarks about her relationship to her stepfather, and Zarel just gets annoyed by it. Mm-hmm. Finally says, if you have any further questions, just ask the doctor, and shuts the door on her. So I, I made a note at this point. So uh, um, Sarah Douglas's character and Dr. Arcane getting it on. Uh, and then I got the answer to the next scene instantly. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. That's nice, right? No it messing. Is. Yeah. No messing. No? Well... <laughs> Nighttime, thunder is sounding. Zarel's with Arcane wearing a slinky black dress. What's she wearing? A slinky black dress. Oh, uh-huh. So what I said? Said she said it very slowly. Very I, suggestive. I, 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 well, yeah, it's a slinky black dress. Oh, right. Okay. Has to be said that way. Okay. All right. You know, if it was, if it was a robe, I just got robe. See, no, it's the difference. Robe, slinky you, you black can say dress. R- r- a robe. Oh, no, that sounded creepy. <laughs> that was like Roger Moore on Valium. It was a bit Roger Moore, isn't it? Okay. Uh, a woman? <laughs> a woman in a robe? <laughs> so is there any... Can you, can you say slinky black dress as Roger Moore? No, I don't think I can. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Killed that one slinky then, didn't it? Slinky black dress? No, can't do it. No, that was very good. Thanks. Is you sounded a... like you had wind again. <laughs> I do. Is there any signs yet? She asks him. And now she's talking about Arcane and the aging process. You really have to do some work to understand the plot of this film that's overly complicated for its running time. <laughs> do, do you, though? Well, I mean, you, like. You don't if, have if, to, do you? No, no, you don't have to. Certainly, no, no. It's, it's uh, optional. <laughs> <laughs> I chose the option to let it wash over me. Unfortunately, I went for the option of trying to figure it out. Oh, here we go. Strap in. Come on. No, I didn't. <laughs> so we see a painting of Arcane on the wall, and as lightning flashes, we see a skull superimposed over Arcane's face. That, that, the way that they show the picture on the wall, it looks like it's looking down at them as he's just about to uh, get intimate, and, it, and it's got that look on its face that says, Go on, my son. Oh, do you think that's the look? Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking more of a... Oh. <laughs> but hi different strokes so we cut to Uncle Shed's River Garden Estates a kid think Goonies but way way more annoying 
This is Redneckville as well, isn't it? Yeah, runs out into the rain. Why Why does he stick his hand out to see if it's raining before he runs out when it clearly friggin' is because it's pouring down and it's like... It is. And it's, it's bouncing. It yeah, it's not like you, you're like, hmm, I can't quite tell. <laughs> Drippity droppities, I cannot hear. No, it's pouring down. <laughs> this This little kid as well, this little rotund kid, as I shall call him. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. He, he's kind of like a 50-year-old man in a kid's body, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. It's very strange. But he's very annoying. He's very annoying, yeah. And so he knocks on another door, and uh, this kid won't let him in unless he gives the password, but lets him in anyway. And it turns out this kid's parents are out, so mm-hmm. they're going to drink Pepsi and look at porn magazines. Pepsi again. I know. You, you don't I... hear about Pepsi for a decade, and then suddenly two podcasts in a row... <laughs> There it is. And I had some at Christmas. Do you have some Pepsi too? <laughs> no, they're actually looking at uh, one of the kids' dad's stash of uh, porn mags, aren't they? Well, yeah, I assume that's what it is, yeah. He says it's his dad's. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I'm not being funny, but you wouldn't look at your dad's, would you? Why not if you found it? Yeah, but I mean, can you imagine what your dad's been doing to them? Reading the articles? <laughs> If you say so. Suddenly, there's a knock on the door. The kid screams, it's my parents. And they try to hide the magazines. Why would his parents knock? <laughs> there is that. That did occur to me at the time. Yes. Yes. Okay. Gives them time to try and stash all the mags under the settee, doesn't it? Or maybe his dad knows. Oh, so he's giving him the, ch- the ch- Yeah, it's like, know, the chance it's to... just be too embarrassing if I open it there and he's with that fat kid. Oh, I mean, can you uh... imagine him being walked in on? By yeah, your dad. Exactly. So he just knocks for a bit until he gets the mm. all clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's not his dad, is it? No, it's uh It's Squidman. Squidman, yeah. Squidman loves titties. <laughs> Again with the catchphrases. <laughs> <laughs> he wants those mags, I'm telling you. Does he? That's his whole reason. Sniff them out in the byway. Okay. Byway? Bayou. <laughs> byway. <laughs> you take the highway. I'll take the byway. Yeah. And we'll be at the pawn stash before you. <laughs> I remember that song. <clears throat> Absolutely. It was a great yeah. song. It was. Harry <clears throat> Seacombe sang it. Harry Seacombe? Yes. <laughs> Seacombe, some say. Seacombe here, Seacombe there, Seacombe everywhere. It's going to find those magazines. <laughs> <clears throat> I did not think we'd be mentioning Harry Seacombe tonight. Oh, I try to mention him every day. Do you? You try and get Harry Seacombe in as much as you can, do you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah. Going there. No, no, you're not taking no, that one up. On All right, okay. So so now they open the door and it's a monster and they close the door and scream. Mm-hmm. And then they throw a bowling ball through the window and climb out and the monster chases them. And then, in a blast of trumpets, <laughs> Swamp Thing appears. And they Is he following them. Squidman around? Or is he there for the porn as well? Well, maybe. Actually, yeah. <laughs> it's like, shit, Squidman's got here again. <laughs> this one guy in redneck town, and he's got a stash of porn. Yeah. All these monsters are knocking on his door. He's like, every oh. Every bloody night, they're knocking on my door. <laughs> they're going to smell a fish again, those magazines, and not for the right reason. <laughs> but Squidman, you know. Yeah, I know. With his squid fingers. Yeah. <clears throat> and you know where he's going with those. All <laughs> yeah. slimy magazines. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe maybe Swamp Thing just waits till he hears the trumpets 
<laughs> you can't come out until those trumpets are playing. Oh, maybe it's trumpets first and then Swamp Thing. Yeah, you can't come out until he hears them. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. And then the kids are watching and one of them's like, it's Monster Central around here tonight. There's only two of them. It's not exactly <laughs> well, Monster all, Central. Well, in all fairness, I mean, you've, no, you've never seen a monster, have you? No, it's Monster Avenue <laughs> at best. Monster cul-de-sac. Cul-de-sac. <laughs> You wouldn't want to get boxed in with a monster, would you? No. Never, never mind two. You want to a squid boy, you know. And... Squid boy? Is he got younger now? <laughs> yeah, he's sort of gene splicing. Oh, know. okay. Mm-hmm. So Swamp Thing and his monster bash the shit out of a lot of cars. The rain pours, <laughs> lightning flashes, and then there's explosions from, um, I guess, broken gas cylinders. Yes, let's go with that. And then... All the cars explode, even though the cars are very far apart from each other. <laughs> it's all very Highlanderish, isn't it? Because there's the fire with the poles. There's electric stuff coming off the poles. Right. And then we get the big explosion at the end. Yeah, that's true. There can only be one. There can be only one, yes. But now there's two. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot more than that. Yeah. So the uh, the explosions set the squid man or boy, depending on his age, on fire, and he runs into the water. He does. So Swamp Thing steps through the smoke and gives a thumbs up to the kids. It's a great thumbs up. Uh, how would you rate the thumbs up? Would you give oh, it well. two thumbs up? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd give it three. Would you give it three thumbs up? Uh, wouldn't you like to know? No. No, I really would not. <laughs> so the next day, Arcane reads about the incident in the newspaper and orders that Swamp Thing is found and brought in, which I thought he'd previously done in an earlier scene. He did. Okay. He's doing it again. Doing it again. Yeah. And then we get to shots of a helicopter dropping dynamite in the water, boats zooming around, but not really anybody looking for Swamp Thing. No, they're just having a bit of a drive around, aren't they? A bit of a play. Yeah, and blowing water up. It's not. That's yeah. not going to find him. <laughs> and if it did by chance find him, they'd blown him up. Yeah, so pointless. Mm-hmm. Talking of pointless, we meet Gun and Poinsettia again. <laughs> and Arcane, Arcane introduces Abby to them. We get a good line here, don't we? Yeah, enchanté, says Gun leeringly. On parole, more like, says Abby. That's a good line. It is. (laughs) So Abby goes to speak to Dr. Arcane and asks him why there was no funeral for her mother. Mm -hmm. Arcane says, oh, let's just put the past behind us. And he asks Zarel to bring a box to them. Special gift for Abby. It's a ring. She puts it on, but something pricks her and blood is drawn. Zarel helps her and pockets the blood sample. So is this Rochelle's plan is this what he came up with it seems unlike him yeah um i think it's more um <clears throat> sarah douglas's plan isn't it oh you think it's her plan yeah that, mm. that makes sense to me too yeah but I'm, I'm not being funny but arcane definitely wants to have sex with his stepdaughter doesn't he oh you think he does oh yeah he's all over her so abby says she needs some uh and she goes outside and uh gun and poinsettia are chatting gun warns abby that the swamp is a dangerous place at night So's the dining room, she says. Not bad, not bad. No, not bad. Arcane tells them to discreetly follow her. This points woman, mm-hmm. Onchetto, whatever her name is, yeah. 
she's probably the weakest link out of all the performances in this movie, isn't she? Oh, you think? She, she's pretty bad. Yeah, is she really an actor, or, or is she like some kind of sports person or something? I don't know. She looks very sporty, like a bodybuilder or something that they brought in. She she looks like someone who's reading her lines off a cue card, and that's the first time she's read them as well. Yeah, yeah. You know she, what I mean? She's not great. I mean, you're being acted off the screen by the guy playing Gun. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So she goes off anyway, doesn't she? She does, yeah, for some reason, into a murky swamp at night. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. In the swamp, two locals are drinking from their illegal still, and they discuss what to do tonight. Should we steal a car, set fire to things, kill people? Doesn't one of them say, let's go run over some dogs? And the other one says, I'm sick of running over dogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they decide they want a woman, but they haven't even seen a sheep. <laughs> one of them says for some reason <laughs> like the connection between the two is odd I, I, to be honest I think a pig's probably more up these guys street isn't it yeah you'd think so mm-hmm. yeah. uh, then Abby appears and they're like woohoo it, it's an odd scene because they're clearly going to rape her aren't they yeah yeah I mean they don't we don't explicitly say that but they're pouring at her and they're going to have a good old time yeah so what are mm-hmm. you supposed to feel about this? Um, I'm thinking... Because I'm guessing it's set it up to be slightly comedic by the fact that... The... Yeah, you, you, you wouldn't get away with this now, would you? I'm not sure you should have got away with it then, but yeah. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> well, funnily enough, they don't get away with it, do they? No, because Swamp Thing appears in a blaze of trumpets. They do. Now, one of them pulls out a little knife and says... This guy's coleslaw. <laughs> yeah, now, I'm pretty sure neither of these guys have ever heard of coleslaw. <laughs> there, there is every vegetable and plant joke you can think of in this movie, isn't there? There is, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Most of them from Gun. Oh, yeah, that's true. He comes up with the guacamole one, right? He, he does, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they have a fight and he scares them away. He does. The, yeah. the, the punching noises are very over the top as well, aren't they? I, yeah, you love over-the-top punching noises, or you love pointing that out. I do, I love it. Yeah. Uh, I can't get but, enough of it. But it suits the comic book nature of the film. It does, it looks fantastic as well. Sounds fantastic, yeah. <clears throat> so Swamp Thing introduces himself to Abby as Alex Holland. Mm-hmm. And he tells her how he was turning to Swamp Thing about how he was working on a formula that would stop famine and then it was stolen by Dr. Arcane. There was an explosion in the lab and Holland fled on fire and the formula affected him. <sighs> It's a loose recap of the previous movie, but I think that they didn't use footage from the previous movie. I think they reshot stuff because Wes Craven's not signing off on this. No, I guess not. No. And Holland thought he had killed Doctor Arcane, but he hadn't. You know what he no. should have done? Go on. Should have asked the taxi driver. Yeah, because he knows. Yeah, he should have did. So, um, Doctor Arcane is he dead? No. Bugger. <laughs> He's actually response. Bugger. Yeah, bugger. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So, Arcane's men suddenly appear and they attack Swamp Thing. Yes. This is where we get the guacamole line, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing that they managed to sneak up on him considering they were dropping bombs and riding <laughs> power boats and stuff, but they do. Well, haven't they followed her? Oh, that's true. And then seen mm-hmm. them together, I guess, and called yeah. for reinforcements. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, right. 
They open fire and they shoot him with grenades. Swamp Thing sinks into the marsh. And they think he's dead, but Arcane tells Gon to bring back the remains. They'll have a job, but they blow him up. I know. Mm. Just mop him up a bit, put him in a bucket. He's just green sludge floating around. Yeah. So the men wade into the marsh, but unseen to them, there's a glowing green light flickering across the surface. You ever had a glowing green thing in your bog? Actually, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that does not surprise me. His name was Bobby Davro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, we'll never get Bobby Davro on this show, then, will we? Ah. Oh. And if there was anybody we could have got on, it might have been him. <laughs> it might have been, yeah. <laughs> so Abby is dragged into Dr. Arcane's lab. Rochelle reveals that they found... Oh, yeah, so Rochelle starts giving the backstory on what happened, I guess, from the previous film, that yeah. they found Arcane dying and managed to rejuvenate him. And then he comes up with some bollocks. We need the formula to lock in the serum or he will deteriorate. Mm-hmm. So Rochelle... Um, in Oh, excuse me. So then we have uh, another night scene again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is interrupted by Rochelle. And he wants to talk to Dr. Arcane, but without Zarell around. She protests, but Arcane says, you know, go go run a bath. There's <laughs> nothing suspicious there, is there? <laughs> yeah, no. Go run a bath. Make sure the taps are really loud. Yeah, and don't listen at the door. No, do not listen at the door. Whatever, whatever you, you do. Whatever you do, yeah. yeah not the door. Outside, the green glowing liquid slowly seeps into the sewer pipe of the mansion. Yeah, he's going up the pipes. He is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Rochelle tells Arcane that if they don't create the serum within 24 hours, then Arcane's deterioration will be unstoppable. Also, the antigen in Abby's blood needs another component to stop it from killing Arcane, but the donors will die. There are only two people on staff who can be a donor. One of them is a security guard, and the other is Zarel. No, at this point, I just think they're making it up as they go along, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make any sense <laughs> at all. <laughs> Who knows what this is? <laughs> there's antigens, there's lockable serums, mm-hmm. there's, uh, you know, anti-aging device. I don't know. I don't know. We, we, we get a shot of the, the other one person that has this in, the, in his blood, don't we? Of him on a table having a blood transfusion. Mm-hmm. But then it's never mentioned again, and he still has to go and get Heather Lockley's blood. Well, he's got no. He's got to have a lock. Yeah, don't no, don't don't, Paul. <laughs> Am I thinking about it? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So Arcane tells Rochelle to do whatever is necessary, and meanwhile Zarel has been listening at the door, and she's heard everything. <laughs> he, he does also have the presence of mind to ask for a raise as well, doesn't he? Well, yeah, you would, wouldn't you? Yeah, he's he's uh, he's got my tact with business matters. This guy. He has, yeah. Yeah, he might have my work ethic. But he hasn't got my knowledge of gene splicing. I'll tell you that for nothing. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's not a gene you've not spliced. <laughs> you tell me about it. I know. Does Gene know? <laughs> Which one? Well, he Which does one? now. <laughs> oh, he? <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, so Abby is now in a cell with gun leering over her. At first she's defensive. Then she realises that one way out is to play up to Gon. Yeah, and he, he's standing there fondling his nightstick, isn't he? Yes. But he wants her to fondle his nightstick, really. Let he who is not guilty throw the first stone. 
I'm not throwing stones. Don't worry about that. <laughs> okay. Back in the mansion, Zarel runs a bath. As she does, she starts to think about the conversation she overheard. Is mm-hmm. she next on the list? She mm-hmm. makes a decision and forgets to turn off the bath, but unknown to her, it's not water that is running, but green goo with sparkling light forces. It's it's swampy. It, it, do you mean the consistency is swampy? Or it is swampy as in its name? Whichever. Okay. Arcane appears to have gone for the full hammer effect and for some reason is now playing a pipe organ in a random scene. He's got an evil organ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Haven't we all, Mrs. <laughs> I love a good organ. I love, I love a good organ in a in a movie. I, I've heard that about you. <laughs> it's very, you don't get enough of them. You but it's not enough. it's not been in the film. There's no point where you've seen him like sit there and go, oh, "I think I'll bang out a tune." Well, he's got a lot of strings to his bow. That's okay, doesn't he? Oh, he plays a violin too. He does. <laughs> yeah, he's multi-talented. Oh, okay. Gun shows Abby around the lab, and uh, he takes his belt off and says. Well, it's time to play doctor. I bet you don't know my favourite operation, Abby says, and then knees him in the balls. A vasectomy. <laughs> Again, it's not a bad line. No, he chases I did like her. The, the weird fish that he shows her as well. Oh, you did? I like that, yeah. Although I, could, I thought that fish could do with a bit more water in its tank. Oh, you think? Yeah, it was just flopping around and... Uh... I don't very, think the, the level of cur is not very high to the creatures that they're working on, though. They do kill them if they don't turn out right. Yeah, they, they need to get Petra in, don't they? Petra? Petra. Peter. Oh, Petra. Peter. Not Peter. He's a good uh, one, isn't he? He's not. <laughs> isn't he the security guy that's being drained of blood? <laughs> that's the one, yes. Okay. So uh, she throws bottles at him. He knocks him aside. Did you like that? Three year training in Okinawa. She headbutts him. Did you like that? Three-day vacation in East L.A. <laughs> she runs into the elevator and the doors close. The elevator rises and the doors open, revealing Zarel. At first, Abby thinks she's caught, but Zarel gives her the keys to her car. Mm-hmm. Back in the bathtub, Swamp Thing is farming from the green goo. And he flings the curtains open and he's standing there in the bath. And there's trumpets. And he says, I was piped in. Excellent. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Abby reaches the exit, but she's stopped by two guards. She doesn't really get very far, does she? She doesn't. It's a lousy escape. Yeah, but in all fairness, you're going to see how lousy the guards are in a minute. That's true. They take her to see Arcane, but Swamp Thing punches him down the stairs. Arcane hears a noise and sounds the alarm. Swamp Thing and Abby jump into the jeep. And make their escape. And these guards are the worst. I mean, Abby can pick people off with a shotgun, but the guards mm. can't hit, hit a jeep. Yeah, they went, they went to A-team school, didn't they? Not even mm-hmm. that. B-team. B-team. <laughs> <laughs> They've been rejected from the A-team. <laughs> Why did they stop firing at them as soon as they burst through the gates? Because they're out of range of the guns. Well, they could follow them, couldn't they? Oh, no, they're, on, they're only paid for a grounds work duty. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Mm-hmm. You've got double time if you're going to do that, do you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, do right. that. yeah. Might be dangerous, too. <laughs> so they do escape, but Swamp mm-hmm. Thing has left some of himself behind. Yeah, I hate that. It's Swamp Thing Dookie. Yeah, wait. It sounds like a smaller character. You know, <laughs> Swamp- like, like, like Scrappy-Doo. Swamp- oh, that would be amazing, wouldn't Swamp- it? Swamp, Swamp Thing Dookie. Yeah, Swamp Thing and Swamp Thing Dookie. <laughs> I'd watch that. Yeah. Yeah. I could do the voice. Go on. 
Hello, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm Swap Ding Dookie. Oh, has he come from Cardwell? He does, yes. Okay. <laughs> is, is that what I was going for? I, I don't know. I just picked. I, a, I just picked a location. <laughs> any, any Cornish listeners out there? Don't blame me because I didn't. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. What would What would uh, Swamp Thing Dookie's catchphrase be? Uh, um, you can't buy uh, many of them for a pound. Something uh, like that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It'd have to be something like. Like vegetable or something like market stall kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Don't make me get all steamed. Oh, actually, be. Oh. Don't make me get all steamed. Oh dear. <laughs> you wouldn't like me when I'm green. He's always oh, green. No, I'm green all the time. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dookie, you're. Uh, <laughs> you need to yeah, work the... on these catchphrases, mate. If you're yeah, gonna strike more... fear into your enemy. The more we get on with this, the, the character's not looking as good now, is it? No, the magic has worn off. <laughs> He's good for maybe one, two episodes. Yeah. Tops. Yeah. yeah. Which we could have said the same for Scrappy-Doo, too. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. But they kept on making them. They did. Yeah. <laughs> so we go back to the annoying kids again, who are going to try and get a photo of Swamp Thing to make money from the newspapers. That's funny, because my note actually says, oh, joy, it's the annoying kids again. They are annoying. Mm-hmm. Morning breaks, and Abby awakes at Swamp Thing's place. Yeah, he's just staring at her. Yeah. Has he been doing that all night? All night. Wow, okay. He had another banana muffin somewhere. <laughs> Where'd he go? Oh, he's lost his muffin. Oh, there it is. Okay. All right. Uh, I just I like to check up on them because they creep up on you when you're not paying attention to them. It's like knowing where it is. Always know where your banana muffins are. <laughs> That's good advice. It's 9pm. Do you know where your banana muffins are? <laughs> I don't know, but I can tell you where they'll probably be in about uh, 30 minutes. No, about 10 past 9. Yeah. <laughs> All of them. All 12. <laughs> <laughs> so, Abby is uh, totally open to the idea of him being her boyfriend. She is. She likes plants. Well, he says, but I'm a plant. And she says, well, I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> which, which, at my point, if I was one thing, I'd be like, wait, doesn't that mean you eat plants? <laughs> could could be uh, looking up for him then, really, couldn't it? If she's going to eat him. Well, no, because, although she does have sex involving biting a bit of his root. She does. She she takes a bite of his root, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. And then the music gets all mystical pan pipes, like the, <laughs> the kind of music you get in a shop that sells candles. It does, yes. And and we get a shot of of her um, kissing and cuddling with um, Swamp Thing minus his swamp. Yes, because he he turns into I don't know, like in their minds he turns into a human. But it's not Dick Durock, so it's a different guy this right well it doesn't matter does it no i'm just saying oh why, why didn't they use dick durock for this scene um what does he look like when he's not green and scaly does he look good he looked better when he was the swamp thing <laughs> right so maybe that's why i bet he was gutted though that he didn't get to do this scene i know because they because they get to kiss and rub genitals they do what <laughs> does she know <laughs> Rob genitals, great punk. 
Rob genitals. <laughs> Rob genitals, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his, his, his real name, because that was just his slang name, Rob genitals, his real name was Robert Sexual Organs. <laughs> Robert Sexual Organs. <laughs> that was his full name, yeah. But he preferred <laughs> to go with Rob genitals because he has more swing to it. Did he play his organ? He did. Every night, every, every night on stage, that's why he was arrested. <laughs> it's the seventies. Yeah, nobody cared back then. Oh, no, yeah. nobody cared about that. Rob genitals and his love aura. Well, you really thought this through, haven't you? <laughs> I'm just making this shit up. <laughs> I'd be really surprised if it, if it actually really is a real person. <laughs> I wouldn't be. <laughs> I'd be surprised if there was a punk called Rob genitals in yeah. the seventies. Chances are, it could be. Could be, yeah, yeah. This is a weird uh, moment to include in this kind of movie, though, don't you think? Uh, the sex. Yeah. Why? I mean, there's a lot of se- there's a lot of nudity in the first one. I thought he was going to keep talking. <laughs> oh, sorry, we've paused for a muffin break. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about sex and nudity, and you're chomping on a banana muffin. That says it all, really, doesn't it? Yeah, it'll only take a few minutes and then I'll be ready for another. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've heard. Mm. <laughs> oh, sorry, what were you saying? I very very the, unprofessional the... of me. I apologise. It was. It was. You never catch me doing that. No. Um, I, I actually don't like muffins. How can you not like a muffin? I, I, I just don't like the consistency of them. Give me a gatto. I'd rather have a gatto. Ah, disgusting. Yeah. Oh, I hate oh. gattos. Oh, cherry gatto. Ugh. Oh. That makes me want to puke right now. <laughs> I hate gattos. Oh. Are you on a cheesecake then? A gatto's just a pretentious chocolate cake. <clears throat> it's French. Yeah, pretentious. <laughs> oh, we got French listeners. You said that. Um, no, how are you on cheesecakes? Oh, cheesecake's good, but it has to be the one with the biscuit base. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm not. To, it's got. It's got to be fruity. No, what do this fruit shit? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm not in front of you. I imagine being hit in the face by spittle and bits of muffin. Why do you keep ruining things, putting fruit in it? <laughs> Don't like chocolate. Chocolate? <laughs> what, what's, <laughs> what's a chocolate? <laughs> oh, wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> yes, that's why I'm asking. <laughs> I don't like cho- cho- chocolate, and I don't like toffee. I like fruit. Oh. <laughs> surprisingly, surprisingly, I know you're shocked at that. Something wrong with you? You're putting fruit on cakes and stuff. Oh, <laughs> it's not right. <laughs> <laughs> so, were we talking about a swamp thing? No, forget that. <laughs> <laughs> Depression is you here. Is there all right? <laughs> yeah. So they're having their sex. They are. They are. And, and she uh, wakes up. She wakes up covered in his sack. Yeah. <clears throat> you, didn't know, you don't know what to do with that, do you? Unfortunately, <laughs> yes, I do. But I'm choosing not to go. <laughs> yeah, was it real? She asked afterwards. As real as you want it to be. Reveal so something. Not real. No, not it's real. not an answer, is it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Gund goes back to the mansion and tells Arcane they can't find Swamp Thing, although they couldn't have been looking that hard because he was, you know, rotting in the jungle. It's true. And when they go and talk to Dr. Arcane, he's, he's eating. 
That's he, right. He's always eating in this movie. Have you noticed that? Oh, he's always hungry. He's got to keep his stamina up. That's why he wears his watch on the outside so he can see when it's lunchtime. Do you think it could just be when Meals on Wheels brought him his dinner? Yeah, maybe. They didn't tell him he was working. No. <laughs> Would you? Not in this, no. No. Keep it a big secret. Like one of the writers did on the International Prince. Really? Yeah, took his name off and replaced it with a different one. <laughs> Nothing to be ashamed of with this. No. So Arcane now threatens him. Mm-hmm. Find Swamp Thing or nobody will find you. Mm, harsh words. Back at the lab, Rochelle is looking at porn mags. She'd be great with fins. Yeah, he's, he's drawing things onto Asian porn models, isn't he? Yeah. Sorel sees that one of the security guards, the person she had mentioned earlier when she was listening at the door, has been used as a donor. Rochelle shows her the new security room, but it's all a ploy because Zarell injects him. He does. And then we cut to the kids, wandering through the swamp, the whining about food and walking. <sighs> he's annoying. <laughs> I can't decide whether this this little uh, rotund kid is a genius or absolutely terrible. Yeah, it's cross. It's definitely on that line. I mean, it's a performance that's good for his age. I'll say him that. Yeah, unless he is fifty. So Swamp Thing and Abby wander through the swamp. She can't imagine anybody being unhappy in such a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. It's not beautiful. Got the steam coming off everything for a start. Oh, and it's swampy and it's murky and it's full of mozzies and federal it's... agents' carcasses and things like that. <laughs> and swamp thing dookie. Yeah, and swamp thing dookie always running around trying to make an impression and to, working on catchphrases. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not a great place, is it? No. So, and I, this is my note here. At this point, the film appears to have stopped. Hmm. There's nothing happening for, like, scene upon scene now at this point. No, no, because we're we're rapidly closing in on sort of like the last 20 minutes, aren't we? Right, but it seems to have just ground to a halt. So Mm -hmm. we cut between the kids and the Swamp Thing's romance for about two days. (laughs) The kids hear a noise, and one of them goes to check it out, and with a baseball bat. It turns out to be Gunn and his men, and they grab the kids. Now Swamp Thing hears the kids yelling. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, one of the kids gives Gun the camera. Now you'll let us go. Wrong, says Gun. Right, says Swamp Thing, and punches him. Yeah. Ah, he frees the kids away. And then take a photo of Swamp Thing as he poses. He says he'll only have his picture taken if one of the kids stands with him. Yeah. The, the Jimmy Savile technique. The Jimmy Savile technique. I was thinking exactly the same thing, yeah. <laughs> but there's still guards everywhere, right? Yeah, yeah, they don't just... <laughs> unless he's killed them all. But he's got time to just pose for a picture. Yeah, he's completely forgotten about uh, Heather, that he's left somewhere else in the swamp. Well, he's already rooted with us, so... <laughs> Is that what we're calling it? Yeah, that's what we're calling it, so... All right, okay. You know, he's already had a cutting. <laughs> She's already tasted his sapling. He dipped his stems. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so he's not interested anymore. Well, that's not true, but it feels like that because she's left alone in the swamp. She gets frightened and she hears something, and she screams. And then Swamp Thing has to run back. He just keeps running from people screaming <laughs> through this entire scene. He does run around a lot. Yeah, 
but she's gone and he hears her scream again and he runs after her. He heads into the swamp and he sees Abby being taken away by Arcane and his men. Mm-hmm. So now, back in the mansion, Arcane is waiting for Swamp Thing to come and rescue Abby. Guards are everywhere. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> They're just running around aimlessly, aren't they? Yes. Backwards and forwards in the background. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I saw the same guards run left and then a couple of seconds later run right again. Oh, yeah, maybe he'd left his lunch behind. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, oh, wait. Ah, sandwiches. Goes running back. Seriously, the next time you watch this, and I know you will at some point, mm-hmm. <clears throat> when you get to this scene, don't pay attention to the actors in the foreground doing the dialogue. Look at what's happening behind them. It okay. is one of the funniest things in the whole movie. All right. I'll give it a go. Okay. So I can't wait for Swamp Thing to come and rescue Abby. It's kind of a trap. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arcane asks where where Rochelle is. He's still missing. And Sorel says, well, I can continue the operation now that she's made herself needed, you see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But as she leaves, Arcane tells Gon to make sure they find Rochelle because he knows he might have to use Zarel as a donor. Yeah. Abby is tied down. Yeah. <laughs> what are you saying <laughs> like that for? That's a weird response. No, it, it, that was weird. You should have seen your face when you said it. So, <clears throat> yeah, Abby is tied down. <laughs> That's even worse. Sorel <laughs> tells her she can't help her escape. Abby asks if Arcane killed her mother, but Sorel says no. Rochelle did it while experimenting on extending her life. Mm-hmm. Abby says Swamp Thing won't come, but we all know he will. And now we get a very unfunny comedic moment with gun and poinsettia comparing scars in a ripper from the jars film one of the scars that she shows me she says she got it in the falkland islands why was she fighting in the falkland islands she's a mercenary she fights for whoever pays do we have mercenaries in the falkland islands no but maybe the argentinians did ah yes of course oh, all right I'll, I'll, our side. I'll take that then i'll take that i mean i'm not saying they did mm-hmm you know and what one of the, the, I mean, it all builds up to that gag at the end where she shows a scar and she says she got it at a Motley Crue gig. Yeah, and it's teeth marks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Funnily enough, Heather, Heather Lockley was married to Tommy Lee from Motley Crue. Yeah. Yes, it all fits together. This film's a work of genius. Do you think he's a biter? Do you think she got it from Tommy Lee then? Oh, you think that's what she told her? Mm. I mean, would you have a nosh on Heather? Yes. All right, then. A full meal. I think you'd rather shed a nosh on you, wouldn't you? No, I'm quite happy to nosh her. Nosh her? Wasn't he in Grange Hill in about 1981? No, you've confused it with Nasher, Dennis the Menace's dog. Ah, of course, yes, yes. That would have been a very different comic strip if it was called Nosher. I don't remember that in my uh, Beano 1981 annual, do you? So, uh, Swamp Thing is in the grounds and he's knocking the guards out. This is too easy, he mutters. Yeah, he's suspicious. Yeah. Arcane is hooked up to a device and receive, receiving energy from Abby. This set reminds me of the set from The Man With Two Brains. Except cheaper. <laughs> Except cheaper. And that set was made out of cardboard, literally, yeah. wasn't it? So, yeah. like you said, I don't. why is he now draining her energy? <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. Okay. 
Outside, Swamp Thing comes under attack from Gun in a rocket launching jeep, and then Swamp Thing just blows him up with a grenade. He does. He just throws the grenade and gets him first time. Yeah, it seems very anticlimactic. Back really? In... <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Back in the lab, Kane at first feels great, but then he sees some gross on his hand. Zarel switched the vials. Why does she do that? To get revenge on him for for not doing overhearing, overhearing. But he didn't do it, did he? No. Yeah, it's a bit harsh. Yeah, because then Arcane shoots her anyway for betraying him. Now, he shot her, the only person left who can help him. <laughs> He's true. He's not thought this through, has he? Not really, no. So then Swamp Thing bursts into the room. No trumpets. Mm-hmm. They've mm-hmm. been shot. Mm-hmm. And he finds Abby seemingly dead. And loses it. He throws a chair at Arcane. Mm-hmm. Knocking him down. And for no apparent reason, one of the monsters, formerly Dr. Rochelle, knocks a door down, which falls onto Arcane's legs. Mm-hmm. And then Swamp Thing and Rochelle fight. These fights with these monsters, they are very, there's something very sort of Power Rangery about them, isn't there? I guess it's two men in a suit trying to move against, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know what you it's, mean. It's, it's tricky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Swamp Thing defeats the monster and unstraps Abby from the device, but now the whole lab is exploding around them. Mm-hmm. Gun arrives. Gun comes back. Yeah, yeah, comes back, yeah. All, all covered in blood, but seemingly unhurt. And he's very chippy as well, isn't he? Yeah, for someone that's just been blown up with a grenade. Yeah, I know. He's very happy to be and, alive. Yeah, and he has a chainsaw, which Swamp Thing easily knocks out of his hands. He then gets a grenade, pulls the pin, and puts it down his pants. What film did we see this in before? Uh, was it Tango and Cash? I think it was, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gun explodes. Swamp Thing carries Abby away. The lab mm-hmm. starts to explode. There's fire everywhere. And he carries her body into the swamp. He lays her down. Then using his green glowing power... <laughs> Is that brings... what we're calling it? Oh. Yeah. And using his green glowing power, he <laughs> brings her back to life. If he knew this, why was he so upset earlier? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> now, she asks him when she comes back, um, will, will I be okay? And he says, well, there might be some side effects. Mm-hmm. What, what, gonorrhea, syphilis, what? Um, no, uh, um, a fear of... Uh, geraniums? Uh, insecticide? <laughs> I don't know. A fear of geraniums? Mm-hmm. All right, that's an easy fear to overcome. Just go near, don't go near geraniums. It's a bit harsh on plants, isn't it? She has to sleep in one of those uh, bags of soil. <laughs> like a vampire. Do vampires have to sleep in bags of soil? They sleep on soil. Oh, okay. You've seen a few vampire films now, Colin. You should know this. I don't remember that shit. It's, it's almost like you don't retain anything from the films that we watch. Oh. What are we watching again? <laughs> In the background, the kids are taking pictures of Swamp Thing and mm-hmm. Abby. And like you said, it says to her, they'll maybe draw backs, and then a flower sprouts from her foot. He does. And they hug. Mm-hmm. And that is the end of the return of Swamp Thing. Well, we do get a little... No, we don't. A final shot of Louis Jordan staring at the camera with tears in his eyes. Yeah, as he thinks of his career going up in flames. <laughs> I think he's just relieved it's all over. And maybe that was the first shot they actually did. And he's like, oh, no, I've got 27 days of this. 
But they told him it was 30. That's true. He got three days off for good behaviour. He did. There you go. That's more than some people get. It is. So that's the end of Return of Swamp Thing. Paul, what did you think of the film? I love this movie. I had a blast watching it. Always do. It's it's rubbish. It's 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 pure rubbish. Um, plot makes no sense. Um, Louis Jordan looks like he'd rather be anywhere else than than where he is. The monsters are, are fantastic in their naffness. Heather Lotley, uh, let's be honest, she couldn't really act her way out of a paper bag, could she? But Sarah Douglas is fantastic, as I as I've pointed out to you a few times, I think. Dick Durock's fine. I mean, the suit does all the acting for him. And it's just, I, I just think it's really, really good, bonkers fun. In a way, it kind of does that thing that the 60s Batman does for me. It, it ticks all those campy, silly buttons that 60s Batman does for me. It, it doesn't really bear any relation to what Swamp Thing really is in the comics. I can imagine, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but I can imagine if, uh, I'm not sorry, um, really. <laughs> I didn't think you were. I can imagine if you're a fan of the comics, you might hate this film. Absolutely. But, I mean, I, I can separate that. You know, there's people that don't like 60s Batman because, they, you know, it's not it's not Batman. Mm. But that's it, it. they're two separate things to me, as this movie is to the Swamp Thing comics. It's just really good fun, and I think you'll have a really good time if you watch this movie. So for me, it's a it's a massive hit. Love wow. it. Wow. Gosh. Go on, lay it on me. Go on. I, I do like this film, but this time, um, because I have to actually try and figure out what the hell's going on i see a lot of more flaws than what i normally would see mm-hmm. you know the plot makes no sense whatsoever and there's a lot of scenes that appear to be there just to pad out the running time yeah and it's a small running time as well it's yeah like, it's not it's like 89 minutes something like something that like 87 minutes yeah. 87 okay um and the kids are annoying in it i hate those scenes mm-hmm but for something about it, I, I do like it, really. I, it is fun for some mm-hmm. reason. Um, I think it's because everyone seems to be on board with the fact that it's a B-movie and that it's silly. Yeah. I, th- I think some of the actors that are in it... Wish they were in something else. Some of them do, but then there are other ones that seem to be just having a blast. Like the guy yeah. that plays Gun, he's loving every second of it. Yeah. You can see it on his face. Well, it's a day out for him. <laughs> And even have a look there. Looks like she's she's having a good time. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. So I, yeah. There's there's a lot to be said for the film. Um, it's mm-hmm. no it's no work of art. <laughs> and Depends the, on your definition of art. I suppose so. The production design is a little limited, but yeah, I think it's still a hit. It'd be interesting to compare it to one of the other direct, directors' other works, like the Bresford Wives, or um. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, you, you watch The Breastford Wives, okay. and I'll watch uh, The Hills Have Thighs. All right, that, that's a deal. Okay. Yeah. It'll be interesting. To, I know they're currently filming a new Swamp Thing movie. Yeah, it's a TV show, isn't it, for this oh. DC Universe online business? Oh, so no one's going to see it. Okay. <laughs> I think it's going to be dark and serious, don't you? Yes, I think so, too. Everything's dark and serious these days. Mm-hmm. It's a shame. Yeah. I'll give me the rubber suits any day. And that's... Outside of watching films too, right? <laughs> I'm wearing it now. Can you not yeah. see? Oh, I can hear you squeaking. <laughs> so it's only a hit for both of us then, is it? Yeah, I believe so. So that's what we thought of Swamp Thing. Surprisingly a hit from both of us. So 
what are we doing next time? Well, next time we're going to be doing that fantastic 1970s space opera saga. Star Wars? Not quite. Um, if Star, imagine Star Wars done by Roger Corman. Oh. We're going to be taking a look at Battle Beyond the Stars. Oh. Yeah, we've got Robert Vaughan, George Peppard. George Peppard? George Peppard, yeah. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> is, that, is that his stage name? <laughs> uh, hello, I'm George Peppard. Well, it, it, it'll be good, trust me. Well, thank you very much for listening. If you'd like to suggest a film or TV show, then you can reach us at retrospection at email.com. You can also find us on Facebook and on Twitter at Retrospecky. And if you want to listen to the themes and the songs from the films and the shows that we've reviewed, you can find that on our Spotify playlist that is curated by Paul occasionally, once in a blue moon. I do it quite regularly, actually. And do you do the playlist too? Yes, I do. Also, if you'd like to help us keep our old episodes online, then you can actually sponsor and donate to us on Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash retrospection. Well, we're not forcing you, clearly. No, no. They will remain free mm-hmm. as long as Paul's alive. <laughs> <laughs> do you know something I don't? Oh, contracts are expensive. Contracts? Who's got a cop? Oh, right. (laughs) No, I get what you mean. Okay. Yeah, so thank you very much for downloading, and hopefully you will join us in our next episode. Goodbye. Bye.